this is how we open this episode. It's different from how we opened the first part of the of, of, of our Game of Thrones series? Question mark? Is two a series? I don't know. <laughs> but it's different. Ha! I fully don't know if this is a bit at the end of the episode or if you're actually intending to start an oh, episode no, I'm, this I, way. I, I'm serious. I'm serious. We're, let's, just do, let's just do episode two. Okay. <laughs> that's how you know that's how you know that it's a good bit when you have to ask if it's a bit. <laughs> Is it though? I I don't know, man. I don't know either. I don't know anything about creating quality content. <laughs> hey. Same. So uh if you haven't checked out our first episode of Game of Thrones, pop over there and do that. Uh because it was pretty good. Check us out at youtube.com slash Markiplier. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Mark, sponsor us. We have a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring one viewer with us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, in talking about additional things, so, I... I I went on mini rants earlier. <laughs> okay. It was very much all over the place. But that's kind of because there is legitimately a lot of world building that happens um, in Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Um, it is one of the most 3D and like living worlds um, that I have seen brought to life on you know the big screen or the small. Saying that as a One Piece fan, because, you know, of course, One Piece has the best world building. <laughs> and now that everyone's properly angry. <laughs> um, no, One Piece does have good world building. I'm, I'm not going to argue that it's the greatest world building, but it's, it is good. And, and I guess part of it is just kind of due to the show being, like, having gone for as long as it is, or, or did, but... Um, I don't think that you can discount the care and effort that George R. R. Martin put into, you know, crafting the source material. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, I, I do think, I do think that it was, um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of source material, but there's a lot of source material because he put the work into he or whoever he hired to write the books, not that I'm suggesting that he did so, um, but uh, the, the, the reason there's so much is because there's so much source material. Uh, the cursed season aside. <laughs> what season is that? Uh, the the mythical one that they don't have in Bossing Say. I've never heard of it. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it doesn't exist, so why would you? Okay. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so, the... If you had... Okay, and I'm not asking you to actually choose a favorite. Because that would be podcast suicide. Besides which, I know that you are not asking me, of all people, to make a decision. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. I see. Is... I'm not asking you to choose your favorite. Okay. But narrow it down to, like, top five <laughs> favorite things about or, about or in Game of Thrones. Top five favorite things in? Aspects like, thereof? Like, what do you mean specifically? So, like, um... Do you enjoy the battle cinematography? Do you, was there like, like, was there a locale or set of locales that really knocked it out of the park for you? Was there, um, was it the one or more of the in like the threads of intrigue? Like, which of the many moving pieces of? So I really liked Dorne. As a setting. Mm -hmm. And I want to live there. 
and no one except the people I invite will ever bother me again. So that's pretty nice. I thought that like the major thing that if slash when George R.R. Martin does finish the book series, mm. the thing that in my opinion should probably mean that Arya Stark does not kill the Night King. Yeah. Is the uh, Azora High, the prince that was promised, mm-hmm. myth. Yeah. Like, Azora High is supposed to dispense with the Night King. Now, who is that? We're not sure. There's some hints that may, that it is probably Jon Snow. There's some hints that it, you know, reasonably could be Daenerys Targaryen. There has been no indication thus far that it's Arya Stark. No, and I am curious about that, like... Was that something the showrunners did by themselves? Was there a conversation with with Martin where they were like, like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do the thing? Like, should we do the thing? Like, you know, like, I don't know if it was like a plan between them. Uh, like I said, kind of a fanboy. So, like, if that's how it ends up being, sweet action. Be dope. I feel do like you like me some Arya Stark, so... I feel like it's going to be Jon Snow. That does seem likely. Like, the books, like, I would, like, I haven't read them. From what I understand, um, they stopped just short of being Jon Snow books. Like, like, he's not, from what I understand, he's not necessarily the main character, but, like, he's the character. Like, yeah. the, the, he's the chosen one. Or at least that's the setup. Uh, so, so like I think he's the most likely. Yeah, and I think Daenerys Targaryen is number two, and then literally everyone else after that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be re- like honestly, once the final book comes out, I think I'm gonna sit down and just read them, and then then I'll know what it would have been, what the eighth season would have looked like. <laughs> Had there been one. Yeah. Like, I would love... I would love to get in and read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to until the full book series is out. Yeah. It's uh, just not going to happen. Absolutely fair. I... Would very much... I don't know. I, I'm real... I used to be like... Excuse me, really chomping at the bit. Like, come on, hurry up, put it out, put it out, put it out. And now I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to be old. <laughs> He'll get there when he gets there. Or not. Maybe someone will re- release it posthumously like, like a lot of Tolkien's works. Yeah, that'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just nine books of notes. <laughs> oh, bless. Uh... So that's two things. Okay. I really enjoyed the development of like the languages of High Valyrian and Dothraki. Mm-hmm. Like you can straight up learn High Valyrian on fucking Duolingo. You can. So that's real neat. I wish there was more of that for Dothraki. Yeah. I like how, I like how guttural it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the sense that, and I and I don't know, I don't know too much about Martin's education, edu- like education background, um, but uh, or even even if he was responsible for creating High Valerian, but uh, you know when. When somebody 
goes to the trouble of actually making a, a, a language for their their world, uh, even if it's just one, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Like being honest. Yeah, like, absolutely. Not every not everybody can make like twenty two like Tolkien, but anyway. <laughs> Talking something else. It, it's and that's that's why I mentioned Martin's like education background because I mean if it like that was that was Tolkien's post war career <laughs> was was language and and uh, uh, like European mythologies for sure. The Battle of the Bastards was cinematically a good fight. Okay, yeah. Like, and I know there is a particular scene that at least at the time was one of, if not the longest action scenes done in one take. Mm -hmm. But it was a point in the battle where things were hectic and chaotic. Those are the same thing. Um... It's like saying nook and cranny. They're the same thing. Yeah. But it adds emphasis. But we're following Jon Snow through a crowd of melee. Mm -hmm. All kinds of shit happening. And like he actually would have gotten destroyed oh, yeah. by some stray something or other. Yeah. That's if not... not for somebody else. Yeah. That's not, that's not how free-for-alls work. No. And I'm actually pretty sure that, like, at least half of them, he would never have even known. Yeah. Like, somebody's riding up on a horse behind him with, like, their arm cocked back with, like, a like a club or an axe or something in their hand. Mm -hmm. And his back is to them. Like, he's facing the camera. Mm -hmm. And then, like, an arrow comes through and ends their whole career. Yep. The the scene the scene where he has um, where he's been fighting and there's no one else left around him like it's just like it's just been like like it's basically down to it's him and there's like this the whole horde coming at him and he's like he's kind of like like the cinematography kind of made it look like he was at least a little bit in sh like like actually in shock. Like his body was going into shock, like like there was ears were ringing. Like, I remember there being lens flare. I don't know if if I'm just making that up though. But anyway, like like he brings his like he brings his sword up and like he's getting ready to like you know finally go down fighting, and then the the cavalry charge just rushes past him just in time to 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 break the break the foot charge. I think that's the beginning. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how he wound up in that situation. Like, like there, like there were dead people around him. Like he'd already been fighting, but I don't really remember exactly how that how he wound up there. Did it? Is that how it played out? Or are you thinking of the very beginning before the fighting started, and like the thing that he is so fucked up about? is that uh, he's about to be reunited with the youngest brother. And then Ramsey kills him with an arrow to the back. And he's just fucking... I... Oh, that... Okay. And then, like, the army... Ramsey's army charges. He draws his sword. He's like, okay, I made... I made my bed, I'm gonna lie in it. And I'm gonna fucking lie in it. You guys come. Yeah. And then his own army charges. I do yeah, that that may be what's going down. That may like be. Like Davos. I think it was Davos at that point. It's like Okay, we gotta we gotta get to him so that he doesn't fucking eat his own shit. Yeah. Uh yeah, I do think I do think that was the situation, yeah. Now okay. that, now that you lay it out. Which explains kind of why, like, that explains explains the sort of shock cinematography. Um, that, make, that makes sense. 
Like he's but, just been reunited with his brother. I can't remember that one's name. The negligible Stark. The negligible Stark. Um, Plot device Stark. His... His dire wolf had been named Shaggy Dog. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. He had named his he had named his dire wolf Shaggy Dog. The the least consequential Stark in the show. Yeah, like like he he really bless his heart. Yeah, basically. But now the 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 moment where like the horses come past him was that that moment of sound coming back to like. Like, out of the echoey into, like, actual regular sound. And the crash, like, that that moment, every time, that, that always does it for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So there's... So that's four. You know what? After that... Mm-hmm. So at the end of the battle... Okay. Um... Jon Snow beats the shit out of Ramsay. Mm-hmm. And he deserves it. And it's great. Yep. I mean, Ramsay and, Ramsay and um, Joffrey deserve each other. And then they put Ramsay in the kennels with his hounds. Right. That he has told Sansa... He is starved for however long. Right. I think he... I think it was the previous day when, uh... When, like, Ramsay and a small entourage had come to meet John Sansa Davos. Mm-hmm. And was like, yeah, I haven't fed him in a week. They're... They're gonna... You're gonna be a, a good... A good treat for, for, for my dogs. Yep. And so Sansa's like, your, uh, your dogs are going to fucking eat you. And he's like, they're not going to eat me. They know who their master is. And she's like, they haven't eaten in days. You said it yourself. And he's like, oh. Yep. And then they maul him. Mm-hmm. And she starts to turn away. And then she stays and watches. Yep. Yep. Good for you, girl. Sansa, we like we have not mentioned Sansa at all, um, and that's a tragedy because she's wonderful, and so is Sophie Turner, her actress. She she had a very long road through the series, as much if not more so than a lot of the people that got more screen time. Um. And her little sister found, like, her storyline found its groove, and Aya found herself long before Sansa did. But but without a doubt, Sansa's return to the North, to some degree while she was with Ramsay, but certainly immediately at the end, uh, and, there, and immediately thereafter, uh, like, that was when the character changed and where she became, like, a whole-ass character. Like, like, she wasn't, she wasn't a pawn anymore. That She became an actual piece. Yeah. Sansa, the Starks didn't return to the North when, the Starks didn't return to the North when Sansa physically arrived in the north the starks didn't return to the north when uh, she and john rode south from the wall to retake winterfell starks returned to the north when sansa watched ramsay die yep pretty much the and you know now we haven't mentioned this guy either. We we talked about spy masters. We I didn't drop his name. Fucking Littlefinger. Oh, Peter Baelish. Yep. 
That motherfucker. He wishes. <laughs> in his lonely, pathetic dreams. Man, right. So, when they're in the throne room, and um, he's been trying to play, he's been, like, trying to play Aya against um, Sansa, and, you know, everything seems to be according, going according to his plan, and, like, like he makes his, his grand accusation, and Sansa's like, what do you have to say for yourself, Mr. Baelish, or Lord Baelish? And the I knew moment, exactly what scene you were about to describe, mm-hmm. and the same grin crawled across my face as the first time I watched that scene. In, in, in on the list of very satisfying moments, that one's pretty up there <laughs> for sure. The moment that little shit got what he deserved. At least in part. <sighs> I loved your mother, and yet you betrayed her. Yeah. I loved you more than anyone, and yet you betrayed me. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for your many lessons, Lord Baelish. I will never forget them. Sing. Yeah, it turns out they don't have trial by combat in the north. <laughs> For those wondering, no, I don't do sound effects either. I do some sound effects well, and then some are just like, what are you three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Okay, have you um have you watched any House of the Dragon? No. I mean, like <laughs> like everybody else, you you've not fair. Like if if you watch House of the Dragon, if you enjoy House of the Dragon, go for it. I'm sure it's lovely. Uh... I'll I'll be real honest. So I have seen almost exactly half an episode. Of House of the Dragon. Excellent. Um, you know, like, and this isn't really anything against the show. I have a very hard time taking Matt Smith seriously in certain scenes. <laughs> I, um, I think he's a great actor. I think he did a good job. All I'm saying is maybe don't cast an awkward giraffe to play a serious murder machine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cast an awkward giraffe to play. Yeah. I was, I was going somewhere with that and it got away from me. It's I hate. It's I hate. Um, the, the idea is neat. The, like, honestly, I really don't know that I can make any legit complaints. The, I think that, I think it kind of suffers from the curse of, I sat down to watch it and I think about that which isn't. <laughs> the season that never was, if you will. And I just get really upset. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. I, um... You know, it's in brut- and it's in its brutality. It's on par. Um, the The world still seems to be there and very much alive, um, though possibly just off the shelf. Like that's the thing. I've seen I've seen half an episode. Like I really can't pass any good judgments. Um. Um. I just I just it didn't grab me enough to make me want to fight through the specter <laughs> of disappointment. That's fair. So at the end of Game of Thrones, Sansa sails off largely by herself. Like, she's got a small crew, but she, she she's going to go find out what's west of Westeros. Arya. Did I say Sansa? You did. Well, now nah, I have to commit seppuku. 
<laughs> you you don't. If I let you commit seppuku on your own podcast, Amy will be very upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> you you right, you right. Uh <laughs> she likes you very much. Well, I hope so. You're not allowed to seppuku on stream. Or on on pod on the show. On on the recording. <laughs> uh not reasonable. I You're also not allowed to commit seppuku offline either. Oh. It's really starting to narrow my options. You know, I feel like I feel like that's a conversation between you and Amy. I just can't let you do it. Okay. I can't let you do that without her super super um her say so. Fuck me running. I've gotta I've gotta have I've gotta have my consent form. <laughs> my permission slip. You gotta have you gotta have your permission slip signed to commit seppuku. Reasonable. Reasonable. Did you watch um Probably not. She, 47 Ronin. Oh let me see. Is that Keanu Reeves? Akira Kurosawa. Yes. Okay. I saw some. No, I have not seen Forty Seven Ronin. Okay. So, I've seen something of his. I think <clears throat> I'm thinking of Rashomon. Okay. So, like, loosely based on true events, sort of, sort of thing. Um, basically, Keanu Reeves was this white dude. He was taken in, like, he wound up in Japan through circumstances. Was raised um, as more or less as an outcast, but like as close to being part of the clan as you know a random white dude could be. Um, you know, and um, their um, their lord uh, is assassinated. Um, the emperor, like they, like it's known who killed him, but like it was circumstances were manipulated manipulated so that it appears that it was at least sort of um, found, like the killing was sort of sort of founded. Uh, and reasonable. Um, so the emperor um, is like, I, you fuckers, all you samurai, I forbid you from seeking revenge for his death. It was like, which was against the code of Bushido. Like, it was against the samurai code, but he did it anyway. It was like, you can't do the thing. They're like, I, I guess we're gonna go be Ronin now. Well, so, throughout a series of events, so like, you know what, fuck it, let's kill this guy. And so they go kill the guy. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because, like, maybe it's different in the film, or maybe I'm thinking of something else, but it seems like, like, the, like this Daimyo's 47 retainers mm -hmm. would have committed seppuku to, like, honor... Like okay, we can't, we can't get revenge for our for our lord, so we're gonna we're gonna fucking do the thing, right? And then, and then that's what they were like. You know what? No, we have a better idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, and like they, I say, maybe the film's different, or maybe well, maybe I'm thinking of a. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different telling, or they didn't uh, they didn't address that in the movie. Okay, um, you know, and I, I don't really know how the actual events went uh, in in regards to that. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said my bushido wasn't a little rusty. <laughs> you know, um, but you uh, gotta brush up on that hagakure sometimes. Yeah, it's sitting on the shelf in there. <laughs> I'll have that. But anyway... Polish your five rings. That's not a euphemism. Lots of good instruction in the book. Not for that. Swordsmanship. and Not that kind of swordsmanship. Real murder instructions. 
when I'm discussing swordsmanship, I am always talking about literal swordsmanship. I am never talking about only literal swordsmanship. <laughs> yeah, and this is why we can't have nice things when, when we play D&D. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so so these, these 47 dudes, they reconvene, they get together, kill the fucker. And so, after it's all said and done, the Emperor's like, I fucking told you. I fucking told you not to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. The punishment is, right. The punishment's death for disobeying me when I told you not to go do the fucking thing. But, because you followed the code of Bushido in doing the thing, I will allow you to commit seppuku. And so, all 47 of them, they get, they get together to commit seppuku. They're all set to do the thing. And... Um, there was, there was one of them. He was, in the movie, he was, like, an older kid or young adult. But his, his father was one of the older, like, like, his, his father was, like, one of the main established samurai, uh, of their, of their clan. And, um, uh, so they were about to kill themselves with their permission slip from the emperor to commit seppuku. Woo! And then the emperor's like, wait! And then he's like, the young one, no, we will not we will not deprive the land of such strong lineage. You are excused. I was like, your permission slip got rescinded, bud. <laughs> your permission slip <laughs> Your permission slip has been unsigned. <laughs> Man. Um, but anyway, sorry for that that really long random tangent. No, that's fine. Uh but it so I, ostensibly, like, in theory, I would very much like, I would be, be, be very much into watching a series of Arya exploring what's west of Westeros. In practice, A, I don't know that they'll ever do the thing because that makes too much sense. And B, I don't know if I would actually enjoy it any more than I did House of the Dragon. So there's that. I don't, I don't know. There are forces in this work, forces in this work that world. <laughs> there are forces at work in this world that are beyond the ken of men. For the record, the shorting out of my lexicon is fucking one of them. <laughs> the struggle is real. Mother, let me. God. The um. <sighs> The um. <laughs> so, I was a little disappointed that, and once again, I don't know, I don't know how it is in the books. Like, eventually, you know, the Iron Bank's like, you know what, we're not getting our money. Like, we're going to hedge our bets just a little bit, and we're going to fund, we're going to fund these mercs for, uh, for the purpose of fucking over King's Landing. Uh... But um, I was I was kind of hoping at some point we would see the Iron Bank itself wade into the conflict. Just just get really tired of nobody paying their bills and just like we're gonna repossess Westeros. <laughs> Man. Fucking Bravos just takes Westeros because because the Iron Bank now owns it. <laughs> partially, partially because I would really like to have seen how Tywin would have reacted to that scenario in the sense of Lannister always pays their debts, but is this my debt? No, this is the king's debt. King's sort of a Lannister. But you could just take King's Landing. This is Casterly Rock. You can't have Casterly Rock, but a Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> like, I really want to know where he would have... How he would have been in, in that scenario. Tywin Lannister was a piece of shit, but I enjoyed him. 
<laughs> Tywin Lannister as a person was a piece of shit and as a character was brilliant. Yes. And Charles Dance did him justice. You know, you know who did my boy Tywin dirty? Who? Dracula untold. <laughs> I don't follow. Okay, so Charles Dance played Nosferatu. Oh. In in Dracula okay. Untold. He was the vampire that made Dracula. I actually did not know this thing. Yep. So Okay. Uh he he didn't have he had very little screen time. Um he was in a there was um the scene where he's in a cave that he can't leave. Um like magic holds him there. Um will only be undone if he turns somebody into a vampire and then like they do some and like they drink blood and so on. So like like this kind of a contrived little bit of magic, but anyway. Um so um and then there is a scene at the end of the movie where um so like most of the movie takes place in like you know old school Transylvania esque setting swords and castles and shit but vampires being immortal there's an after the credit scene where Dracula's kicking about in um modern the modern day and um it pans over and then there's Charles Dance chilling um and just got like this we're like the game's about to begin smile um and he he plays he plays strategic, competent characters so well. Like, he just has this air of, I know what the fuck I'm doing about him. Um, he had two scenes. He gave the best performance of the entire movie. Um, and that movie was actually supposed to set up, like, a shared universe of other monster, like, classic monster films. Like, there was, like, Frankenstein and so on and so forth. Um, the movie was so poorly received that that all got canceled. But like, like Nosferatu was set up to, to be like the um, I don't know the brains behind it all. Whatever, whatever. I, I I can't think of a good parallel. But he was the Nick Fury. He was gonna be the Nick Fury, um, much less benevolent, but the Nick Fury seemingly of things. I was thinking the Thanos to Dracula's Loki, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that might be better. Yeah. Or like, I hate to even, I hate to even unbox Kingdom Hearts right now, but like, I'm gonna, I know what episode we're doing next week. <laughs> strictly, that's fine. <laughs> like strictly, very first Kingdom Hearts game. Mm -hmm. That that game and that game only. Yep. The Ansem to Dracula's Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Okay. Um, and, like I said, was a, he was brilliant, and then it went nowhere, and it's a tragedy. They did, they did my, boy, my, my boy Tywin dirty. The Ansem to Dracula's Maleficent, but then after you beat Maleficent, you've beaten the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically man oh so <laughs> the, the the iron bank the iron bank was a very fun concept though like i didn't like it <laughs> i mean it it, it isn't it's a little real world <laughs> like but i i enjoyed i didn't i did sort of enjoy the concept there, there are facets that would be interesting. The, the matter of, the matter of having a kingdom in debt to a foreign power has the potential for some interesting exploration, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> Fair, fair. 
you know, and I think, so, like... You're already making me deal with medieval feudalism, and now I have to listen to you be capitalist, too? <laughs> please. Please. Literally. No. Yes, yes, I am the worst. <laughs> uh, but no, um... And maybe it was just the execution in the show. <laughs> maybe. You know, I'm I'm not generally speaking Captain Order or or Law. In fact, I'm pretty much the opposite thereof. <coughs> um, but there is something about like big institutions that are like traditionally very uh, red tape and mundane, like suddenly just being given the like if you took their morals and turned them into like the corresponding murder machine <laughs> like 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 big banks usually not considered to have the best morals but now the big banks come around and poke you with swords that seems fun in 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 there was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff for for the character for the character Angel. There was a law firm called Wolfram and Hart. Lawyers, not widely known as the most moral people. Uh, and uh, that they were not only immoral, but they were also straight up evil and had like hit squads and huh. and shit. And I was like. I don't know. For some for some reason, like lawful institutions is an evil power. I appreciate. It's true evil. Maybe that's maybe that's why I appreciate it so much because, in my opinion, that is the one true manifestation of evil is to be lawful evil. Like chaotic evil is not true evil. Like that's just that's just that's just hedonism. Yeah, that's just hedonism with a, with with a lack of restraint. It's just hedonism. Yeah. <laughs> but lawful evil. Lawful evil is systematic and and structured and intentional. There is something, and especially something interesting, to be said about the concept of an opponent you cannot fight. Such as the unstoppable machina of bureaucracy. Yeah. Yep. Like that, like on the one hand, okay, you want to repossess Westeros? Okay, come and take it. I've got fucking dragons. Yeah. On the other hand, that something like the Iron Bank is definitely a monkey's paw resource. You have to borrow vast amounts of money to make your shit work, and you have to pay it back, or they will sponsor somebody to come along and coup you. Yep. And that's another thing, was, you know, which, to the, to the best of my remembrance, Daenerys was not in any way indebted to the Iron Bank. To my recollection, that's correct. Um... But, you know, had they intended to try and collect on Westeros as a whole, um, the um, Daenerys was certainly something that they would have had to have either dealt with or she would have had to have been their instrument. Um, I was really... I was really hoping at some point that they would have a need to deal with Daenerys' dragons, and I was really interested to see what Bravos money could buy. Like, what monstrosities are they going to pay good money for to deal with dragons? Yeah, that... Like, that would have been interesting. And, like, as we're sitting here talking about this, and my mind is turning on this more and more, so, like... Daenerys wins. Yep. 
and like unequivocally the way the story looked like it was setting up to do. Daenerys takes, takes the Iron Throne. The Iron Bank is like, okay, the kingdoms owe us this amount, this obscene amount of money. And Daenerys is like, that's, no, <laughs> that's, that's not my debt. Right. If she does that, one, she cannot, she now cannot wield the money of the Iron Bank. Right. She won't get a loan from them. They won't finance her. And they will absolutely finance, like you were talking about, with what can Bravosing money buy. Yep. Someone to coo her. Whatever the hell is west of Westeros, that's what Bravosi money can buy. <laughs> west of Westeros or east of Essos? It's just the bank. That's what's in between them. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the Narrow Sea and the bank. <laughs> the narrow sea of the Iron Bank's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Man, so the uh so you know how um what's his fuck from Beyond the Wall, like the King Beyond the Wall, whatever his name was. Oh, um Yeah. Yeah, him. Come on. Come on, Ren. What is it? Ultimately, name does not matter. Um, point is, the, 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 the Northmen, the, the people from the true North, uh, when they made their attack against the... The Wildlings. Yes, when the Wildlings made their assault against the Black, the black Wall, they... Uh, I'm sorry, keep talking, but I've got to look it up. That's this fine. one is actually going to bother me. They um, they had a handful of seemingly prehistoric slash extinct things. There was a mammoth, uh, maybe two, or maybe it was two giants. Mance Raider. Yeah, Mance Raider. Um, there were mammoths and there were giants. A moment that I kind of thought would have been cool in the vein of the bank finding a way to deal with dragons was I kind of thought that they, they were going to have their their battle ultimately the wildlings were going to fail which they did but um, there was still going to be either a mammoth or a giant or maybe both um, defeated but like still living and like the the black watch was the, the watch was going to um, the night's watch Nice watch, there we go. Was going to... We're, we're about to, like, finish them off. The and, Night's Watch at Castle Black. Yes, the Night's Watch at Castle Black. We're, we're, like, about to finish them off. And then, like, a representative of the bank walks up and is like, No. We'll take care of it. And they just whisk away giant and or mammoth. And the next time you see them, it's a fucking giant riding a mammoth to battle against a dragon. And by Lottie. <laughs> like dragons like dragons are unassailable basically by mortal hands as far as traditional combat. But a uh, a, a giant on a mammoth rigged up for jousting, that could that might skewer a dragon. Like Man. at the very least, that could like that could be a great fight. And I'm a little bit sad it didn't happen. Like, okay, okay, I need, I need time. <laughs> that would be cool. That's a Billy original, guys. That's a Billy original. The, uh, what, the, as we talked about before, how the, you know, the, the black, um, the, or the, Iron Fleet sailed by Daenerys's fortress. Her fortress is on the water. The uh, a bank could have purchased the use of a giant sea creature of some kind. Can can Iron Fleet fucker shoot a dragon out of the sky? Doubtful. Crack and snatch dragon out of air? Maybe. 
like... If it flies low enough to strafe. Yeah, and like... Which I, I feel like there's a scene where Daenerys did... Where they actually did that. Where like Daenerys uh-huh. was with at least one dragon. And they were just like skimming the ocean. And I was like... Yeah, part of the Iron Fleet. So the, the Unsullied took Casterly Rock. Right. I'm pretty sure that like the Iron Fleet sailed in to basically torch all of the Unsullied's ships. Mm-hmm. And then Daenerys flew over and was like, no, fuckers. Yeah. Nah, bitch, you dead. <laughs> Get shrecked. Get set on fire. Get barbecued. <laughs> mm, barbecue. But yeah, like, there was, there was just slow-roasted men. <laughs> <laughs> just like Grandma work used to make. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, there, there was just, there was, there was, um... I feel like I feel like Oberyn mentioned some giant sand scorpion or something at some point. Um, I don't remember. Part of me feels like that's where he got the poison that was on the on his spear. Maybe. Um, but I may just be making up the part where it was giant. But but my point stands is that there there was. A lot of room where I would have loved to have seen what the bank could have come up with. Um, that was way less stupid than what actually happened. Yes, that was way less stupid than what actually happened. But anyway. And no, I don't want an Iron Bank series. Don't give us that. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely not. I love the Iron Bank, but I don't... I'd be hard-pressed to even consider watching an entire series about it. Uh, <laughs> which probably means that's what we'll get next. <laughs> now, if they're smart, they'll just they'll just HBO will just let it die. Just, just let it go. I don't I don't I don't even know how House of the Dragon did like viewership wise. Um, I don't know. If I can like I was reading somewhere there were like the Rings of Power had like a thirty seven percent completion um, statistic. And That's it somehow has funny. a second season. And I'm like, God, y- y'all know nobody finished this, right? <laughs> like, the 37% was people who were reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost two out of five people finished it, Billy. <laughs> Almost two out of five. Look. <laughs> I'm I mean, looking, and I'll I, be, I'll, I see... I'll be real, I did finish the series. Good job. Or the, the first season. It will... You're good. You know, I've already done a, an episode about this. An episode and a half about this. I'm not gonna go... I'm not gonna do it again. Just like I promised not to rant about Pokemon again. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Walls. <laughs> He's a fibber. Fibber, fibber, chicken dinner. Is that how that goes? It is now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Game of Thrones. The opening was cool. Yeah. I like the clockwork opening. Like the all the moving parts and stuff. The that cost a fortune. Clockwork map of the country. Yep. With all the major... I was going to say all the major landmarks. Is something built by people a landmark? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't... I, 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 think, th- I think a landmark can be anything that um, is distinctive enough to be used as a point of reference for navigation. Okay. Um, I mean, that but, stands to reason, and I'll accept whatever you tell me uncritically. Now that I think about it, I, think, I feel like the majority of landmarks are man-made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These days. It, uh, it seems like I had heard that usage, and... <laughs> But then when I said it, my brain was like, everything you know is a lie. I mean, I had to stop and think about it for a second. I was like, I had to work through it in my head. I was like, are landmarks man-made? <laughs> and to be and to what? be clear, there's there's t- 
turn right immediately after Walmart. So Walmart's a landmark. Everybody knows where Walmart is. Well, at least here. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you turn right, but just after Walmart, you turn right. Everybody knows that. Turn right. Like, turn right about, about a mile past the Black Stump. Like, if you hit the big lake, you've gone too far. Little lake, not so much. Big lake's bad. Like, <laughs> that, those are landmarks, but they're dicey. <laughs> okay. There's landmarks, and then there's landmarks? <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Like, as you were explaining that, I was like, uh, uh, I'm... I, I feel like I lost I feel like I lost the thread. But then you finished and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I can I can see you getting lost. I was like, I'm gonna have to save this in the last <laughs> ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> Good job. We gotta sew the plot lines back together. Oh, oh reminds me of an episode of Game Changer. I think it was Game Changer. No, it was uh Make Some Noise. Okay. Um, dropout, uh, Sam. If uh, if you're if you happen across this, we love you. We have and a viewer. We have a whole viewer. Listener, sorry, they don't they don't, they don't look at us. Unfortunately for them, it's true. <sighs> oh, but um, like. So this is an episode with Brennan Lee Mulligan. Because what do I watch that isn't? Right. <laughs> and uh, he was given a prompt. He was to act out something to the effect of, like, a convoluted storyline that is guaranteed to lose the audience. Okay. And he went on this tirade. <laughs> I, I won't go into it here. We'll make, wait, why did I bring this up in the first place? Bringing bringing it all together <laughs> together in the last last ten minutes of the movie. That's the one. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Proof that there's no script, ladies and gentlemen. For real, like my, I don't know what is wrong with me this evening. My brain is shot. I, I'm doing the best I can, and I'm sorry. It's life. But yeah, no, he goes on uh, goes off on this tirade about, uh, like, Da Vinci Code level, like, Bible fanfiction sort of thing. <laughs> I, I. And, uh, like, ties into, like, ties into... The rebellion of Lucifer was nullified because such and such never happened at all because God and the devil are the same person. And he goes into, and that's why you, pair of teenagers from this city in California, are the... the... fuck... I don't remember what he said. Like, these two important mythical whatevers in this story that he just made up off the top of his head. And then Sam asks him, does, does that still make any sense to you? And Brennan's like, I, I, I think it's still in one piece, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> so... Brennan, my dear, you're on another level. In the in the in the in the idea of God and the devil being the same person. Okay. <laughs> what have I done? Bonus for you guys who stuck around to the end. Oh, uh, so, I'm so sorry for doing this to all of us. So in in the Marvel universe, um, there is. Like Mephisto is a character. Like like the like the devil is basically a character. Okay. Um, but like he's not the devil, the devil necessarily, but like the approximation. There is the the Marvel Comics universe does have an actual like 
not not the Christian God, but does have an actual like <coughs> omnipotent singular deity known as the One Above All, and is uses the single most powerful thing in all of existence, and is generally considered to be the author. The um, so there. Christian God in particular or not, this is what one might consider to be capital G God. Yes. The, uh, the, the supreme being of um, their universe is considered to be good alignment. So in the Immortal Hulk comic run, which is, in my opinion, the single best Hulk run of all time, unsponsored shout out. Fair enough. Uh, they they really get into um, there 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 there's a lot of like symbolism and and some philosophy and like it's just it's it, it's very good. Um, but uh, at this point in the comics, like there's like a whole family of Hulks, and if you're if you're a gamma fueled hate monster you're you're a hulk you may not be the hulk but you're a hulk um and y'all can't see me but as he's talking i'm nodding along silently the uh there's never there's never been shown to be an actual counterpart to the one above all uh in the immortal hulk it is revealed that there is indeed a counterpart and is the one below all and it is pitched as the ultimate quintessential angry evil and by the end of it it's um it's revealed that the uh one below all is also a hulk and like the lines between gamma radiation and magic kind of get skewed in in this a little bit um and like like like, like they call it mcu well and they call it out and address it it's like they're like, Gamma's a lot more like magic than it is anything else in reality. I'm like, eh? But, but I, Hulk has mass that comes from nowhere. I get it. <laughs> but anyway, so it's revealed that the one, the, the one below all exists and that the one below all is a Hulk. And then it's eventually revealed that the one below all is the one above all's Hulk. So the one below all is the mirror, like the mirror being of all the, of the one above all's rage and hate. And so they are in fact, basically the same person, just like Banner and Hulk are the same. They're just, they are, they are separate ends of the spectrum um, of essentially the same being. The one of the one above all is to Banner as the one below all is to Hulk. Yes. Um, which it was the the implication was not in any way that Banner was divine, um, right. but that Hulk was, in essence, infernal. Okay. The uh, so the one be- the one above all, one below all equivalent of uh, of Professor Hulk. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> the one who's definitely there. <laughs> Listen, MCU Professor Hulk is just Banner stealing Hulk's body. That motherfucker killed a hero to drive his body and acts like he's fucking proud of it. Fuck Bruce Banner. <laughs> Okay, so hang on a second. So, the equivalent then of one above all, one below all, would be like the one above all, like the one above all psyche with all of the one below all's, like, Hulk might, I guess? I don't know either of these characters, so I have no idea how that would actually the, work. The thing is, is that they're both shown to probably be equally powerful. The, the, the only, the, really the only difference is, is that the one above all is generally a force of order and good. And 
the one below all is a force of like anger and destruction like not and not the regenerative sort of destruction like like they the comic actually showed a future in which the one the one below all was basically allowed to channel his power in basically the the hulk obtained the one below all's power uh or vice versa it, basically the Basically, the, the, the one below all has the potential to allow Hulk to eventually dis- actually destroy every living thing in the universe. Every god-tier entity, every reality-rewriting mutant, every primal force of nature, all consumed and destroyed. Like, like you thought, like you thought you were a big bad because you can have a chat with Galactus, this motherfucker ate Galactus. The... The dude who's supposed to show up to restart the universe and congratulate the last surviving person on being the last surviving person showed up and was like, congratulations, you, you're you not who I was expecting. And then gets eaten. <laughs> like, anyway, it, that's, that, was a long, okay. that was a long tangent. But, uh, yeah. Gobbin well, <laughs> he can eat me too. Is where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ate everything. But yeah, it was uh, it was 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 very interesting. If you haven't, if you if you're a Hulk fan at all, and you haven't read Immortal Hulk, do it. Uh, don't read that which comes after. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you joining me uh, for I part two. I appreciate you having me. And uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts coming soon, guys. <laughs> Hey, Ren, do you see Ansem? Is Ansem in the room with us right now? Ansem is the man beside you. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Look forward to it, guys. This This has been Geek Drusil. Peace. Take it easy.